0: Ashley,
1: hey Olivia,
0: welcome to Drunk of the Book Club, a podcast for lily drunk bookcasters. Cheers, cheers. Okay, so now what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> I am drinking a California Sauve Blanc that was
0: on sale at Whole Foods. Oh, is it organic? Um, probably not. Oh, I was just assuming because of Whole Foods.
1: Oh, right. No. It's called Ava Grace, and I thought that was a pretty name too.
0: And it's very fancy. It's actually pretty good. It sounds, um, sounds like the name of like a country music star's daughter,
1: right? I know, <laughs> and she would make soft blocks. <laughs> that's
0: true. <Yeah. laughs> like Drew Barrymore's wine, right? <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a sparkling rosé, ah, and I don't remember who it's by, but. I got it like weeks ago, and so I had one of those little stoppers on top of it in the fridge oh, yeah. for like weeks, and actually, it still, when I poured it, had a little bit of carbonation. Oh, nice. It's pretty surprising. Now, at this yeah. point, it's basically just a rosé. Good advertising for those stoppers, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it's like... carbonated? Yeah, I felt like it was a definite like... Yes, it does work, as seen on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice, nice. So there you go. Try them out with your sparklings. Yeah, avid listeners. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what did we read so this thanks. time?
1: I was just about to say that. Um, So we read The Book of Joan mm-hmm. by Lydia
0: Yitnovich.
1: Mm-hmm. Yuknovich. Jeez, I'm probably
0: butchering it. Yeah, and I think uh, it's your turn to describe the book. I'm putting <laughs> that on you.
1: Thanks. <laughs> um, I was, like, assuming that you're going to say that, because <laughs> I had to describe the last one, so I was trying to figure out how I was going to describe this book <laughs> before we started recording, and I didn't come up with anything great. But, so, it's like a sort of a post-apocalyptic novel Mm -hmm. that takes place after many world wars right Um, and it's kind of bringing out these this like horrible part of our world and society there's like child warriors again Um, and I think the world has also become radioactive Yeah, and so some of the characters have gotten these Weird special powers from that. Um, because the world is like essentially burning in on itself because of these world wars, uh, they create this weird floating other world in yeah. space yeah. called Ciel. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and it's, I think it's mostly for people that were wealthy. There was something in the beginning about that. Um, they all live up there now, but it's created this other horrible world where they've lost pretty much most of their identifying marks, they've lost their sexual organs um and they've become like a sexless, genderless colorless world.
0: yeah, and they yeah. like they're they graft skin onto their skin right. as like the modern equivalent of like adornment. And they all right. look, like, really freaky white blobs.
1: <laughs> like, right. they
0: described as looking like doilies multiple times. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And, like, some like they lost all their hair, so some people grab on their scalps, and they have, like, these flaps hanging off their scalps.
0: <laughs> which is horrifying. <laughs> oh, uh, and like, spoiler alert, later on in the book it's mentioned that, like, they are so like weak and the skin has like so many layers that you can like slice through them like cheese with a yeah. wire. There was so many descriptions in this book
1: where it's like, oh, oh. I know, it was so <laughs> gross. No. Yeah. It's um they the graphing <laughs> thing was weird.
0: Yeah. It was very weird. And like um, the main character, like She does all of this scarification on her skin grafts. Like, she is now a text. Right. Right. So
1: I forgot to mention that part. Then the main character, Joan, Mm -hmm. she's kind of this, like, rebel, uh, strong female power. Wait, so do
0: you consider Joan the protagonist or Christine? Oh, shoot. I guess Christine, actually. I don't know. <laughs> it's well, because okay, here's the thing about it. It's like we start with Christine in a first person point of view, and she's talking all about Joan, and then she tells the story of Joan. That's like supposed to be on her skin, like she's scarified right. her skin to have Joan's story. And then we go to Joan, but it's in third person point of view. But then we go to Joan in first person <laughs> point of view, and then we go to Christine in third. person It's just like, hey, no, all that's over the place.
1: Person, actually.
0: So, I don't know. I guess
1: because we're hearing a lot of Joan's story, I was just kind of
0: thinking about that. But, yeah. yeah, That's actually a really good point. And she's, like, so she's, like, a modern-day or, like, not modern-day, post-apocalyptic version of, like, Joan of Arc. But she's Joan of Dirt. And she's Destruction and Creation. Okay, There's a lot that's, like, very (laughs) on-the-nose. So, I read this
1: a while ago, but I was kind of like skimming through it again today, Mm -hmm. just to like refresh on everything, and it was funny as I was kind of skimming through it thinking about how in our discussion of uh, Lincoln and the Bardo, Mm -hmm. we were talking about how there was moments where it was like, really, there wasn't a lot happening, but you're getting a lot of detail, and the moments where a lot was happening in the storyline, and kind of talking about that whole idea, and I felt like in this book, it was nonstop the whole time. Yeah. Completely opposite of that, where, like, every chapter, every page, there was so much happening, that it was like, okay, I need to keep track of who's talking now, what's going on, like, yeah. who are these characters, what are these worlds, I also was having a hard time, like, pronouncing that other world. Oh, until Ciel or Seal or whatever. Yeah, but Ciel is sky in Spanish, right? Is it? I think it is.
0: I don't speak Spanish. Or Cielo, maybe? It's oh, something Cielo called... is heaven. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, yeah Ciel is sky. Okay.
1: So... That really helped me, because at first I was, like,
0: trying in to French. just say th- Oh, in French? Which makes sense, because Joan of Arc was French, think- and Paris is, yeah. like, the place they keep on going back to. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, French, okay.
1: Well, then, wait, what is... What
0: was I thinking? Well, Cielo is heaven.
1: Cielo is heaven, okay. Anyways, it was, like, at first I was trying to read the acronym out, and then I was like, oh, wait, this is
0: just because right, it's capitalized, and...
1: I know, that made it hard. Um, but they also, there's little snippets of French throughout the whole book, too. Yeah. So, I don't know why, I was like, it's Spanish. (laughs) 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 Um, I should have put that together. Anyways, yeah, which also makes sense since it's in the sky, the world that they live in. Um, I don't know, what are your general thoughts on the book? I'm looking at your face right now, so I'm not expecting high remarks, but.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Usually, I really like the stuff we read, and this time I was just, like, not into it. This time I was like, I don't know. I just felt like I have not, okay, first of all, I've not read anything else by this author, although, like, I think when I was looking for information about the book, I did see that, like, she's very, like, highly regarded and people think yeah. she's a great author or whatever. I don't know. Like, I, from only reading this text, I I just felt like it was over the top. I felt like yeah. the descriptions, like, oh, we're going to talk about sex and, like, like, destruction. And, like, I felt like Trinculo and Christine were, like, I just, their relationship was kind of over the top and sort of ridiculous, and, like, I felt like all of the, like, oh, and now people can walk through walls because they're just matter. I was just, like, I don't know. I like reading sci-fi. Like, I actually really enjoy reading sci-fi, and I enjoy reading, like, post-apocalyptic works, but I also am very, like, I want, like, I'm into texts where the author has spent a lot of time, like, integrating some, like some realistic world building into the, into the story. And I didn't feel like this was realistic. Like, you know, when you have a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic story or like a sci-fi story and it's like, it seems like it could be real. Right. That I feel like is really effective as an illusion or as like a moral story. And I felt like this was trying to be an illusion and trying to be a moral story, but I didn't feel like it was realistic. I felt like there were too many ridiculous things And I, like, I just felt like, I felt like it was less, like, and it doesn't have to be realistic, but I just, it was too much of the, like, literary and not enough of the, like, I can buy into it as a reader. I just could not buy into anything as a reader. And I'm not saying I only read realistic things. Like, I like sci-fi. I love post-apocalyptic shit. But I just couldn't do it. I don't know. I feel like an asshole. (laughs) I think it's funny because I haven't heard you
1: go on a rant about a book (laughs) in a long time, and this is really funny to me. (laughs) Um, I agree. The only thing that I could relate to, which was, I don't know if it was my mind being like, yeah, this is totally what's happening. Yeah. But Jean de Men reminded me of Trump
0: when they were describing him. Oh, yeah. I totally think that was purposeful. In fact, some of the things I highlighted on my fancy-ass Kindle... <laughs> um location 181 is the problem with like highlighting on Kindle is it just like has like something random. But at location one eighty one, I highlighted a quote where Christine's talking and she's like, We are what happens when the seemingly unthinkable celebrity rise to power. And then yes. she started describing how Jean De Men came to power and said, Yet another case of something shiny that entertained us and then devoured us. I was like, That's definitely on the nose. That's for real. Yep. Like I see that. Um, mm. There was some more. and I mean, I, I get what, like, the message about, like, humanity destroying itself and disregard for the environment and the fact that, like, ultimately we are all matter and not like we all matter, but we are all matter, like, physicality right. of it and, like, the idea of uh, the human animal being nothing more than not just, like, any other animal, but specifically nothing more than just, like, you know, an amalgamation of atoms and, like, matter that's come together into, like, a a being, like, I totally am, like, I'm bored with all of that shit, or, but I just, like, no offense, but I feel like some of this shit was too on the nose, like, when Nyx was, like, give me your rib, to Joan of Arc or Joan of Dirt, and I was like, no, come on, like, that's no. I think I actually rolled my eyes when I read that. There were (laughs) moments like that where I did too, or, like, okay, there was also this, like, in, there was, like, a parenthesis part where, um, uh, Joan was, like, meeting Nyx and was, like, thinking about or talking about desire, here, let me see if I can find it, um, Okay, so, oh, so, Nix randomly teaches Joan how to use Kinema to travel. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, it supercharges you, like, whatever. They, like, use this magical energy power of travel, and suddenly they're across the globe, and we don't get anything, we just get, like, yeah, oh, yeah, and then we traveled across the globe and went to, like, Africa and shit. And it's like, we entangled in a lover's knot. And says, not even a lover's entangled body knot could be tighter than this embrace. And then in parentheses, not that I would know. The one and only time I let my desire happen, I nearly killed Leon. It's just like, what? Like, I don't know. I couldn't.
1: <laughs> okay. No, I totally agree. Like, I think that... As I was reading through it, I was like, wow, they're talking a lot about sex and mm-hmm. sexual desire in this post apocalyptic world that doesn't seem like it belongs here, uh-huh. nor do I really understand the purpose of this part of the story. Like, oh my god, and tr- tr- Trinquillo, what's his name? Yeah. Saying, yeah. Goes, that weird
0: like, penis belt device <laughs> that he made? He's like, come, and she's like, come here, and she's like, and I leapt on him.
1: It's like, what? And like, she like the way that they describe it. She doesn't even have a vagina anymore. They don't have anything. So, like, what's the point of all this stuff? And like, so she's remembering what desire was. I get that. I get that. That's an important part of like this world where you remember what desire feels like. You remember what sweat feels like. You remember all these these aspects of life that you don't have anymore, but it was, like, a, a huge, consistent part of the story that I, it just made me giggle after yeah. a certain point. So I was like, this is totally unnecessary. Yes. And I think that's what I meant by there was so much happening in this book uh-huh. that it was like, "What, what's going on? Why am I, like, reading now about his penis belt? And yes. then why am I reading about these spiders that can do, Morse code, and, like, there was so much (laughs) happening, and I was just like, what? What is going on? And I felt
0: like it was hard to follow as, like, a real narrative. It just felt like, this is a huge allegory. And I was like, okay, but, like, you know, there are plenty of books that are, like, huge allegories that also have, like, an enjoyable plot to read. Right. And I was like, (laughs) like, for instance, the part where, like, you know, the, the, suddenly the brother is there at the same time right. as the Skyway or whatever. Right. And then he dies. But, like, as he's dying, the cave collapses for some reason. And then suddenly Nyx is there. And then suddenly Leona's gone. And it's okay. That's the Skyway. That was, like, a purposeful, like, taking her away. But then suddenly they're using Kinema to travel all over. And it's, like, that's right. just, like, sped through.
1: Right. You also learn in that moment that she's able to bring people back to life. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, there was just, like, so much in that one area. Yeah. And then, like, there's the whole thing where it's, like, Christine is, like, we're planning this play. And in the play, like, then we're going to murder everybody. And, and like, I don't I didn't understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, maybe this book went over my head. I don't know. I think that that's um, giving a lot of credit. <laughs> I feel like an asshole because, like, if I wrote a book and then everybody was like, it's ridiculous and funny, I would be gutted. Like, that would be horrible. So I feel like a jerk. But also at the same time, when I was reading this, I was just like, what? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. I totally agree, which is also why I was like, shoot, Ashley's going to make me be the one to describe it right (laughs) now. (laughs) Uh, I was literally Googling it beforehand Like what do I even say About
0: this like Mess So like I don't usually Before we talk I don't usually like go look for reviews Or like go look yeah. on Goodreads or anything Like cause I'm not usually concerned About what other people think But I was very curious to hear like If I'm the only person who was like Not buying into it And there were yeah. so many good reviews And I was like There was a lot I don't get
1: it. I know. I know. Because I was also looking at those today. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? Why? Oh. Are we,
0: maybe we're dumb. Maybe. maybe. it just goes over our head. I don't know. It's just, it's, again, like, I'm not so, like, I'm smart enough to recognize or, like, I read enough or, like, I'm an adroit enough of a reader to recognize, like, there's a lot of, like, allegory happening here. And we're doing a lot with themes but i just feel like a very like hit you over the head sort of like the rib or like the characters have to be type- called like joan like right, jean de- and like even christine calls out as like jean de men haha that's just like so on the nose but like i don't know i know also no, it- i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> no go for it well i was going to go off on something totally different no i I guess my point
1: is just still on the same lines. It's like, it was so obvious, and then I got to the end, and it had, like, the story credits, I think, at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed, because I was like, yeah, duh. Oh. There's, like, the last page that's, what is it, text credits. It's like narrative sampling of the following texts appear in the Book of Joan. It's like St. Joan of Arc, <laughs> the Book of the City of Ladies, Hamlet, uh-huh. the Romance of the Rose, and, like, all this other stuff, and I was just like, yeah, obviously. I mean, I get that you have to do that, but, like, reading the whole book and just thinking about how obvious everything was yeah. and then to read that part yeah. at the end. just like, yeah, I can't, I oh, can't. Um, yeah. Yeah, everything was so...
0: Oh, no. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, Amber Tamblyn, I think that's the actor, said, Reading the Book of Joan is a meditation on art and sex and war. My brain is full-bloomed. Get ready. Oh. It's glorious. Glorious? I don't know if I agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Wait. Ugh, ew. Okay, Chuck, what's (laughs) his name? Chuck Polanyik, or however you say his name? Oh, Yeah. This was his. And this was his. It's unfair to compare Yaknovich to only female authors. First of all, I have issues with that. With her verve and bold imagination, she's earned the throne, left empty since the death of David Foster Wallace? What? I don't see this as the same literary, like, in the same vein. Oh. No. Wow. I don't know. These people are someone else that we
1: know to read this. Yeah. To see if there's another person
0: that we know that likes it. I mean, I want to read her other book now. Yeah, I guess so. Cheryl Stray had said, Riveting, ravishing, and crazy deep. Crazy deep. The book of Joan is as ferociously intelligent as it is heart-wrenchingly humane, as generous as it is relentless. As irresistible as it is important, in other words, it's classia, li, classic Lydia Yaknevich genius.
1: So I'm almost crying, laughing at the sentence because <laughs> I just read the last sentence of her bio in the book. She and is a very good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> the last sentence, no,
0: the Renaissance man son. <laughs> Man, we're gonna get some bad karma.
1: I'm actually crying. Oh my god, they're Renaissance man son. I don't know because I read it. They're Renaissance man (laughs) son. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I want to read another book of hers to see what she's like, but also at the same time, I'm just like, I can't. I'm
0: curious. Okay, so. So people always say that like Marilyn Robinson's Homecoming was like a beautiful book. But, like, for whatever reason, it didn't win the awards it should have. And then Gilead came out, and then Gilead won those awards. And it's like, oh, but those awards were actually, like, given to Gilead because of Homecoming. And I actually love Gilead. Like, I disagree. I think that Gilead in and of itself, like, totally deserves that praise. But, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes when I read a book people are like the first book was amazing and this book is like and they describe how the second book is really great but like maybe I don't necessarily get it sometimes my question is like maybe this is all like po, po- like not posthumous but like post praise for the former right so now right. I do want to go back and read her other book it's called like the small backs of children yeah that one is supposed to be really good according to all these people who love her so I'm wondering if maybe like I'll read that and be like oh I get it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, too much ridiculousness. Sorry. The last line of the book is, what is the word for her body? Sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, like, somebody who just, like, loves realistic, like, modern fiction. Like... <laughs> I'm I'm really into, like, literature, too, like, literary fiction, which I feel is a false dichotomy, but still.
1: I feel bad for how much I'm laughing and crying in the
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know! And also, this book wouldn't end. It would not end. It would
1: not end. That also goes along with, like, oh my god, there's so much happening in every single sentence. What is going on? Like, when will I ever stop gaining information? Why like, I do mean- we
0: have that letter from Joan to Leon at the end? Why? Where she's like, where is she like, I've wondered hundreds of times since we lost humanity as we knew it. Is this what animals feel? Plants? Before we colonize and brutalize them away from their relationship to all matter? Think about it. What need is there for scientific discovery or intellectual or cultural apex if humanity is gone? Like, yeah, these are big questions, but like, do we really need it spelled out by the character? Like, does it need to be spelled out? And does it doesn't need to be spelled out in the second to last chapter? Is this an essay or is this a novel? Right. 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 I know. Well, and it was like
1: every every chapter two, I felt like like, just to make sounds of how it felt like the chapter was going, was like... And then, like, you'd turn the page and another chapter would have like... Like, god, can we also get a different pattern in here, where it's like, here's much stuff, here's a slight resolution. All right,
0: next chapter. Also, like... Here's a new, like, crazy twist thing that, like, everybody's just going to take for granted. But it's actually, like, what the fuck? Right.
1: Right.
0: It was like I was reading television episodes. Can I read this line from Joan's letter? Or these lines? At the Waitomo Caves in New Zealand, you said that cave life was like an entire epoch made of womb logic. I thought about that for an entire year. I decided you were more brilliant than anyone I'd ever known. I decided you meant that Earth carried other meanings than the one we used to make culture, that we'd misinterpreted ourselves and taken the story in the wrong directions. Womb logic? (laughs) Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. Okay, wait, where is the section? There's also another moment like that when her brother comes back. I'm a heathen. And when he, they bring him back to life and then he's like, do you remember when the sun was oh. what we thought it was? Yes. And she, like, goes into this explanation of what her brother thought the sun meant at the time, and then was like, that was a lot for a child. <gasps> and it was like, "What? why are we talking about this right now? <sighs> like, I honestly feel like him saying, do you remember when the sun was what we thought it was, was enough. Of, like, a feeling and emotion to keep it there. Yes. I need this weird explanation and then followed by, like, that was a lot for a child. Yes.
0: No, I oh. remember that. Like, don't. Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like when when an author, like, leaves, when the author, what is the phrase? It's, like, never overestimate a reader's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Nor underestimate their intelligence. Like, sure, give us the information that we need because we might not have the background. But mm-hmm. don't assume we're idiots and that you have to spell everything out. Right, right, right. <sighs> yeah. Also, are you doing this? I keep on, I keep on freaking and get back, get back to this. What the fuck was going on with their like? We sliced off John DeMent's skin grafts and. He was a woman who like didn't want to be a woman or maybe did want to be a woman. Right. I was like, what the fuck? So do we I have don't some transphobic what that weird is? shit happening here? Like I yeah. felt like it was like, oh, this explains everything. John okay. Demen wasn't happy with his womanhood, huh? That's why he became this evil monster. And I was like, whoa, that's really fucked up. That's not cool. Okay. But so when I was reading, like, rev- not reviews, but,
1: like, descriptions and stuff today, someone was, like, in this, like, post-apocalyptic genderless world where people are, like, you know, breaking the ideas of what gender means and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is that the takeaway from the situation? And, like, all these things that they're bringing up were, like, yeah, he was a woman. Maybe he didn't want to be. What's going on? It's like, that's what we're supposed to take and that this is, like, a a world where people are questioning gender and what it means. No, that's not what I took away from. No, I thought
0: it was, I thought it was, like, you've been punished by the universe for fucking everything up and having radiation, and now you have no genitals. Right, exactly. And, like, I totally get the whole, like, it was very, it was timely to have, like, this CL has has been taken over by, like, power-hungry people who are afraid of sex and, like, Mm say that it's only for procreation, but no procreation doesn't exist, so they're obsessed with figuring out a way to procreate, but they're also obsessed with making sure that you don't do anything sexual. Like that's right. timely, that's relevant, etc., but like I don't know. Also, like I just really could not handle the violence against Leone at the very end. That was like too much. Yeah.
1: I think for everything that was happening in this book the violence and then just the descriptions of some of the, like, bodily, well, I don't know if I want to call it bodily harm, but, you know, the skin graphing yeah. was way too much for me. It was potentially extremely triggering. Yeah. It was, like, and even when they are talking about the smells, the different smells of flesh mm-hmm. when it hits each layer, I was like. Oh, yeah. This. Like burning flesh. Yeah. It was just a lot for what was already
0: happening in this right. book. Right. And like that isn't to say that like, you know, books about war or like stories about like violent violence against people like can't involve the details like
1: Totally. You know,
0: there's there's like obviously like great purpose to that and like, you know, reason to do so, but sometimes it felt just kind of like out of nowhere in this book it seemed like in
1: this book it was for the shock value it
0: kind of did
1: yeah i really appreciate that at all because i totally agree there's a time and place for these stories and if i was reading about a horrific experience where this is a real thing where someone has smelled the smell of flesh burning like that would be something that is important to know about but this was just for the shock and awe and yeah to be like woo,
0: Christine burns text on her
1: body. Right. Right. And I just didn't think it was necessary for this. Like I think you can all imagine what that feels like or smells like if you just say that she's burning text on her body. Don't tell me that one smells like charcoal, one smells like bacon, one smells like meat on the grill. Like I don't know I mean, that. Totally
0: like fascinating. But it's, a, like, you're saying, like, it It felt like there wasn't a purpose for it. Right. Like, be judicious right. with your descriptions so that they are, like, purpose-driven.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to recommend this book to someone else just so I can hear their opinion.
0: <laughs> you heard it okay. here first. If Olivia recommends it to you, it's not because she thinks you're going to
1: like it. <laughs> No, I want to find
0: someone who likes it so they can tell me why they like it. I also, yes, I would like to hear from somebody, like, usually when there's a book that, like, we're split on, it's, like, one Mm -hmm. of us likes it more than the other, like, then we can talk about it. But, like, what, this is the second time we've had a book. There was another one. I can't remember what it was. The one that was also, like, an allegory, the fairy tale one. Um. Mm. And it wasn't that we disliked it, but we just, like, needed some explanations. Right. Oh, oh, the Snow White one. Yeah. Boy Snowbird.
1: Yeah. We needed yep. some
0: explanations. There were, like, <laughs> yeah. some things where we were like, what the fuck? That's right. Oh,
1: my God. And that was the one where they were
0: like, the dad was
1: actually the mom. <laughs> yeah. the reason for all the pain is because they were transgender. And it right? was like, What? No! <laughs> I feel like that, that that switch happened
0: here too! I had this name. I was like, really? What the fuck? Again?
1: Yeah! yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny because I was trying, when I was reading this and when we were just talking about it, I was like, this is very familiar. Yeah. Why is this so
0: familiar? Yeah! There it is. Yeah, that yeah. happened in that book too! It's like, really? Yeah. Is this the trope, people? Alright. Not cool. Oh, god.
1: Yeah, I would want to hear from someone that's read this book. Yeah,
0: so listeners, go out and read this book and then, you know, like, send us an email or do a voice memo and email us the voice memo so we can hear your explanation. Because, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but, like, I just, it didn't do it for me.
1: No, not at all. I don't like this book at all. I'm probably going to put this in my free library (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs)
0: You're like, actually, it's already there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Lydia Yaknovich. I am sure she's a great person.
0: Right, and actually, now I do want to go back and read her other books, so I probably will.
1: Yeah, I'll try to read another one. I'm really happy about her Renaissance Manson and that she's a good swimmer.
0: Man's <laughs> <laughs> Manson.
1: <laughs> My Renaissance man. <laughs> I apologize to her for crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I apologize for shitting on it. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Oops. I don't I mean, think we've ever had an episode like this.
0: I know, and I feel really bad about it. Me too. I feel like I feel like I should be more positive, but I also want to be real.
1: Right. Agreed. Because I'm. Whenever I have these thoughts, I'm like, no, let's embrace shine theory, right, and yeah. <laughs> shine glorious, supportive light on other women.
0: Yeah.
1: We're not doing that, but it's also, I did not like this book, and I'm not going to be a liar.
0: Right, right, and we're not saying she's a horrible person. In fact, <laughs> okay. I want to go back and read her other book. Like, I will right. shine on that book for sure. Totally. I mean, shine on the idea of reading that book. I don't I can't say right. if I'm gonna like it or not. I don't know. Okay.
1: But. I will like
0: it. No <laughs> matter what.
1: I'll try. And force myself. I do what it is. I will
0: like it. <laughs> oh. So what are we reading next, Olivia? Uh, we'll be reading We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Samantha Irby. It's a collection of essays. Nice. As always, Drunkers, if you have book suggestions, send them our way on Instagram or Twitter or Gmail. Yep, and we are on all of those at Drunk of the Book.
1: And at com. Yep. So So, please reach out. Either send us book recommendations or let us know if you've read the book of Joan and what you think of it.
0: Please. We're very (laughs) We'd like to hear from you. I need to know. Also, four more reviews from being at our goal of ten reviews. Oh, yeah. Leave a review, please. It's a really simple process. Go on to your podcast app if you have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, I don't know how to do it, so you're out of luck.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) Go to the search feature. Search Drunk of the Book Club. Open it up. Click on the middle section that says reviews, or the middle on the bar. And then in purple it says write a review. And write us a review, please. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Let's Let's get get reading. Yeah,
1: we did it.